In this episode, I want to talk about ways of thinking. And these are probably not terms you really think about when it comes to your law practice. You're more likely to find two of these terms in the context of maybe computer, computer programming and electronics. And these terms are inputs and outputs and benefits. Now, if one of your goals is for clients to enjoy working with you, in other words, for your client, for your practice to be uh, client centric, then how you think about your law practice is very important because your way of thinking impacts the decisions you make in important aspects of your practice, such as pricing and marketing. In this episode, I'm going to go through these three ways of thinking and help you decide which of them is going to make your clients happier and ultimately your practice more successful. Stay tuned. I'm Brad Miller, and this podcast will help you transform your law practice through deliberate design, core business competency, mental mastery, and powerful positioning so that you can have a practice that gives you the life you want, not a life that is the mercy of your practice. If you want to stop struggling, spend more time with your family, live a life of abundance, and make a difference in the lives of your clients, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to the New Modern Lawyer Podcast. So today I want to talk about inputs, outputs, and benefits in the context of your law practice. And I want to look specifically to each of these and their impact on the client centricity of your law practice. Now, back in the previous episode, I talked about making your law practice more client-centric. And what I mean by that is by making the client's experience working with you easier and more enjoyable. Because when clients enjoy working with you, they are quicker to pay and they don't complain or argue about your bills. They come back to you for future legal work and they tell others about you. They refer you to others, friends, families, and people like that. All things that lead to more money for you and your practice. Right? So having a more client-centric practice is a good thing and, and something we want to work on and strive for. And so today I want to talk about the impact of how your focus and how you think about your law practice in terms of inputs, outputs, and benefits, um, how that relates to the client-centric nature of your practice. So let's start with inputs. An input is what you put into a system. Now, you probably don't hear this a lot maybe in the context of uh, law practices, but you do in, in discussions of computers and technology where the input is what the user does. So maybe they press a key or they click a mouse on a link or, or something. In law practice, then, the input is the work done by you as the lawyer, by your staff, um, by the firm in general. And you can also maybe include the cost of running the firm in this as well. So when you have an input-focused view of your practice, you're looking at what goes into the practice on the lawyer, on the firm side. You know, was it, what does it take to uh, provide the services that you do? Now, when we look at the pricing for input focus, so if you focus um, in, on the inputs when it comes to coming up with your fees, you're looking at the cost to provide those services. So most commonly, you're looking at hourly billing here because you're charging for the quote-unquote time cost to the lawyer for the work. Now, I've, I've talked about this before, um, either here on this podcast or other places, um, but really, time isn't a cost. 
Yeah, time is a constant, and I mean, if you really want to get into it, um, time is actually an illusion. Um, but for purposes of this today, we're going to call time a constant. Okay, um, it is not a cost. Okay, and I'm not going to go into today why hourly billing is bad for your client or for you as well. Um, but most common type. Uh, common way of billing or our price, you know, when you're looking at uh, your practice from an input focused uh, way is hourly billing. You're, you're charging for the time that's being spent. You could also, um, instead of doing hourly billing, you could be doing what's called cost plus pricing. And that's where you look at what it costs the firm to provide the particular service in this case. And then you add some sort of a margin, you know, for a profit, the plus part of this. Now, this can be challenging for law firms um, because it, it can be tough to break down, you know, how much overhead and expense is, you know, attributed to each matter. You know, are you going to allocate, uh, you know, 5% to this matter and 2.3% to this and all that, you know, because as lawyers, you know, as law firms, we don't make products. Um, you know, if you made products, you could look at the cost of the components. So you're making a, a cell phone here. So you look at what is the cost of each component put into the cell phone, and then you can use that to kind of help guide you into the cost plus uh, pricing for it, you know, based on the cost of components um, for that. But lawyers, we provide services, and in particular, um, the services that we provide, legal services, are intellectual, which means we're doing thinking, we're analyzing, researching, okay? And that makes it really tough to use cost plus pricing. So um, probably again, if you're you know if you're looking at, at at pricing, at coming with with fees and things for your practice, from an input focused way of thinking, you're going to be probably doing hourly billing. Now, when you market your firm from an input based way of thinking, you are probably talking a lot about yourself and the firm. So you might talk about the quality of the lawyers, their, um, you know, their, uh, the experience that they have um, doing work. You talk about the accolades, the awards that they've won, that they've received, maybe the efficiency of the lawyers, you know, how fast they work. Because again, if you're talking about hourly billing, um, you know, you may be talking about how well our lawyers can do things quicker because they've done it more often. They've been doing it for 20 years so they can do it quicker, you know, and you might not explicitly state that that's the case, but it may be more of an implication that because your lawyers are so experienced, because they've done this type of work so often, they can do it faster. And that means they're going to spend less time and that impacts uh, the bill, right? Um, you can also uh, distinguish yourself uh, based on the actual billable, uh, billable rates that you used, again, because you're basing things on your inputs on the time. And so that also could be used as a distinguishing factor, although I I would not suggest you do it <laughs> um, because you don't want to compare, you don't want to compete on price. Um, when you compete on price, you will always find someone that's willing to do the work cheaper whether that's another lawyer, whether that's a, a service like a legal zoom or whatnot, someone's always going to be able, willing to do something cheaper. And so what happens is that you get into a price war until the prices go so low that you can't, um, 
you're not making a profit for the work. You know, and again, there's always someone who's not a lawyer who's going to be able to do work cheaper and still be able to make a profit on it, you know, than you can. So I would advise not trying to focus on billable rates and things like that in your marketing. Um, and that, um, here, here's the thing to th- when it comes to in- inputs though, um, clients don't actually care about inputs. I mean, they don't care how many hours you put into the document you drafted. They don't care what it took to come up with a specific legal argument. You know, inputs are very lawyer centric. They are not client centric. And sometimes that focus on you as a lawyer can turn off a client because it doesn't seem like you're actually talking to them. You're not looking at from their point of view, especially in your marketing. Um, if you are so focused on yourself, on your accolades, on the quality of the lawyers, how great you are, um, again, that's that, that's fine and dandy, and I'm sure it makes you feel good when you look at your website. But for a client, it doesn't really speak to them. It doesn't really tell them why they should work with you. It doesn't really compel them to reach out to you any further than that. Okay, so if inputs are what we put into the system, then outputs are what comes out. If we go back to our computer example, the user pushes the key, so that's the input, and the output might be a letter appearing on the screen. Or you have the input of a user clicking the mouse on a certain spot on the screen on a link maybe. And the output is a new web page opening up. Okay. You know, you have some sort of an input, some sort of an action by the user, and the result that they get is an output. Now, in a law firm setting, outputs are deliverables, typically. These are things that are created by our input, by our work. So, a deliverable, an output, would be things like the documents that are created by the firm. So, contracts, wills, um arguments can be um, technically a deliverable you can think of um, you know or, or an outcome you know the argument you make to a court um, output could also be um, some sort of an outcome of so like the resolution of a lawsuit for instance could be an outcome you know because of the work that you did you the, the, the law firm excuse me the lawsuit uh, was resolved and came to a close or because of the work that you did, the deal that you're working on closed. Okay, those are outputs. Those are things that result from the input. Now, clients may come to you asking for a particular outcome. Now, they may say, hey, Brad, or hey, lawyer, I need a will. Or I have a non-compete agreement that I need you to review. Okay, and then you may think, okay, well, that's what they want. That's the output, right? That's that must be what they're looking for here. But no client really wants a piece of paper. No, they don't want the actual contract. They don't care about the will or the contract itself. They want something deeper than the piece of paper. And often they don't actually know that. They may not even realize that they want something deeper than the piece of paper. They just think that what's going to solve their legal issue is this particular deliverable, this piece of paper, this contract or whatever it might be, you know, the resolution of the lawsuit. And so they think that that's what they want, even though there actually is something deeper down in that. And we'll talk about that here um, in a a minute or two. 
Um, and that's actually what you want to focus on if you want to be more effective um, when it comes to um, trying to convince your clients. Now, if you price based on output thinking, uh, output-based thinking is going to be looking at um, the specific outcomes. So you're, you know, you're probably going to have a schedule of fees and something like this. You know, you've got a list of all the different outcomes. So, um, you know, let's say you do business law uh, and you help new businesses get started. So your schedule of fees may look something like operating agreement and, um, you know, LLC incorporation, corporate incorporation, um, you know, shareholder agreement, and you may, you know, min, you know, uh, annual meeting minutes and things like that. And you may go through and have a list of all the top possible different outcomes or outputs that you could have, all these deliverables essentially, and then a fee for each, you know. So whatever you decided an LLC operating agreement is going to be, and you have a fee for that. And whatever you decide a uh, an incorporation of a corporate of a co- of a corporation is going to be, you know, forming a corporation um, with this estate, that's going to have a specific fee. Um, now, all of these, this list of fees, these are all flat fees uh, because it's set per outcome. Right, it's not necessarily going to change. Now you can change, you can raise your rates at times, right? But basically, every you know, but until you do that, every operating agreement for an LLC is going to be a certain price, so a flat fee uh, for the client. Okay. Now, when you market your firm with an outpay, uh, with uh, and you're doing this from an output-based way of thinking, you're looking at the deliverables, you're looking at the outcome. So you maybe look at the quality. You know how if if it's a document, if a contract, let's say, you're going to be talking about how uh, strong the contract is. Maybe it's, you know, you guarantee that it's going to hold up in court. You know, or talk about how often this um, this specific document has been successful, or this argument's been successful in court. Um, you maybe talk about the expertise or the experience your firm has in creating those specific outcomes. Now, this is a little different from the input-based marketing because in the input-based way, you are actually selling yourself. So you're saying, we have all this experience, all this expertise in this area, and that's why you should hire us. That's why you should go with us. Um, it's because of our expertise. When you're looking at an output-based way of thinking, you are selling the services. So you're saying that, this is a really good contract, this is a really good outcome, or you're likely to get a good outcome because of the experience we have. You know, we have experience giving good outcomes or, you know, drafting exceptional, you know, strong ironclad or whatever contracts, let's say. Output-based thinking like this for your marketing, it's better. You know, you're, it's better than the input because you're not focusing on you. Now you're focusing on the client side. You know, the things that they're going to get, the contract that they're going to get or going to have reviewed, um, the, you know, the end of litigation or whatever. You know, so, so in that case, it is better than kind of the input based strictly on you. But I do want to be clear here that you can use components of both output and input based thinking in your marketing. So, for instance, you know, on your website, you should have an about page that talks about you and the other lawyers in the firm. It talks about your experience and if you get awards and, um, you know, what it's like working with you. Because after all, people want to know who they're going to be working with. 
you know, and by having this about page and by talking about yourself, about the lawyers uh, in the firm, it gives the people, the, the potential client an opportunity to get to know that person better, to establish that trust and all that. But input-based thinking like that, you really want that to be a small part of your marketing, your website. You know, um, you want to put more time into output-based thinking, you know, focusing on the outcomes. But that being said, out- output-based thinking shouldn't be the focus of your marketing either. So what should be? Well, the third way of thinking, and that is focusing on benefits. Now, benefits are what the client actually gets from your service. Now, I'm not talking about deliverables. You know, I'm not talking about the contract they're getting, the pieces of paper, or the fact that a deal is closed, or their uh, their court case has been resolved. These are the deeper things that they get from those deliverables. This is going to be something maybe like they are not going to have a felony conviction on their record. Or they're going to be made financially whole for the wrongs that they um, that they had against them. Or probably the greatest benefit that you can give a client, peace of mind. The client not having to worry about their legal problem anymore, knowing that you have it taken care of, that they can move on with their life. Like that is probably the greatest benefit that your services can provide a client. And it's things like that, the peace of mind, you know, the being financially made whole. These the benefits, these are what clients actually want. This is why a client is actually going to come to you. And so this is where I would suggest that you want to focus yourself, your thinking, your way of thought about your practice to improve the client experience. So what does a benefit-based approach to pricing look like? It's value-based pricing. It is pricing your services based on the value of the benefit received by the client. It's not, has nothing to do with the inputs. The inputs, like the time you spend, are irrelevant here. What's important is the benefit. And it doesn't matter what output or the deliverable is used either um, because most legal problems can be solved in various ways um, with different kinds of outcomes or deliverables so you know let's for example look at that felony conviction you know a client comes to you in a criminal case and says the most important thing to me is i do not want to have a felony conviction on my record well you as a lawyer there are a couple different outcomes that can result in that one of them is you fight the case and you get a, a verdict of not guilty, right? So do not guilty verdict. Uh, the client does not have that felony conviction. Okay. Another way to get the benefit of the of the, the not, of not getting that conviction is getting reduction in charges. You know, negotiating maybe with the prosecutor, working with the judge, and getting the felony uh, felony charges reduced down to misdemeanors. Let's say okay, that's a second way to get that same benefit. Another way to get that benefit, um, I remember when I did legal or um, criminal defense work back in the day. Some of the judges, and it depended on the on the case and the background of the client and all that kind of stuff. But in some cases, a judge would would allow um, the 
the client to uh, basically they would plead guilty, but would hold open the case. It was called a hold open. And basically the terms of the hold open was that there was a list of things that the client had to do. Basically it was kind of like a probation. Okay. Um, and they have to do X, Y, and Z. And oftentimes, um, you know, if it might be things like a person has to get a job. Um, if a person is younger, uh, if they don't have a, if they never graduated from high school, maybe one of the, the conditions is they have to go and back and get a GED, let's say, you know, things like that to help the person get back on track and help change their life. Um, and if the client does all the things on the list, then basically the judge would dismiss the case. So this is another way that a client could end up not having a felony conviction on their record. You know, these are you know three different ways, three different outcomes, but one benefit to get there. Okay. Now every benefit that you provide is going to have a different value to each client. So let's talk about estate planning, for instance. If you have a husband and wife and they've got multiple children and they have a lot of assets, they're very wealthy, they have all kinds of assets, maybe a second home, vehicles, you know, real estates, things like that. that, there's going to be a different value to estate planning for that client versus a client, a husband and wife, maybe that has only one child. And everything's going to go to that child or they have no assets. And so there really isn't a lot that need to be distributed or they need to be dealt with um, in, the, in their estate. You know? And yes, you could make the argument that there could be different inputs. There could be different levels of work and amount of work that you do for each, but not necessarily. You may have a form or basically a template sort of a an estate planning document, whatever that might be, a will, a trust, I don't know, whatever. I, you know, I don't do estate planning, but you may have some sort of a standard document that you use and it is flexible enough that you can use it for a very simple, basic estate where there's little assets or there's only one child. Or it's flexible enough that it can also expand and be able to use for multiple assets and multiple children and things like that. You know? The, the input, that's all irrelevant. What's important here is the value that the client feels for this benefit of, you know, in this case, it's probably uh, peace of mind that they feel comfortable that their wishes are going to be met, that the assets that they have are going to be passed on appropriately and to kind of according to their wishes upon their death. You know, that's kind of the benefit, that peace of mind that they're getting. But there's a different value depending on how complex it is. And, you know, it can be different things um, for each client. Because of that, though, every matter is going to be priced differently. And it's all based on that value to the client. And in fact, because of this also means that you could have two matters where you have very similar inputs, very similar outputs. Let's say you have two families come to you that need estate planning and the documents are very similar. You know, the benefit, the peace of mind that they're getting is kind of the same or similar in both way, in both, um, for both sets of clients. But the value is going to be different for each client. And so you charge differently based on that value. So for the client where, they're, where this benefit has a higher value to them, 
You know, so if they've got more children, they've got more extensive list of assets that need to be distributed and dealt with. You know, the, the peace of mind or, or maybe of a highly contentious, you know, the potential for a highly contentious, um, you know, probate coming up with a way that makes everybody happy and that, that, that satisfies the uh, desires of the of the client might have a very high value. So you can charge a lot for that versus the client that comes in and has very little and Basically, they just don't want to have to their spouse to have to worry about going through appropriate court. They just want to be able to go do things really quickly. There's not really a lot to distribute. There's not likely to be any sort of issues, any sort of challenges. It's just more of a formality sort of a thing. Again, just to kind of help smooth things over after their death. Less value to the client, so you charge less for that client. Okay, and that's kind of a benefits way of thinking approach to pricing. Now, benefits-focused kind of marketing is looking and, and talking about what it is that your clients want, what they value. So ideally here, you're talking about emotions. You're talking about that peace of mind in specific um, because that is probably the greatest benefit that you can give to a client. But you also talk about reductions or eliminations of things like fear, you know, the client doesn't have to worry, doesn't have to doesn't have to fear what's going to happen in their court case. You know, you you know, the reduction of anxiety or of embarrassment. You know, they they know that they're not longer gonna have a collection agents calling them at work anymore. They no longer have to deal with that embarrassment while their coworkers knowing that they're having financial problems. You know, those are the kind of things, those are the benefits that you want to talk about. And this benefits-focused marketing is really what you want to focus or what you want to have most of your marketing be uh, around because it's going to attract potential clients, first of all, because you're speaking to their needs, right? And you're talking about the benefits that they're looking for. And this is different than what most law firms do because most law firms, if you look at their websites, they talk about how wonderful their lawyers are all the accolades and things like that, you know, how different the firm is. You know, they say it's different, although honestly, it's it's really not. Um, if you look at the firms, you can probably switch out names and it would never be able to tell one firm from the other. Um, you know, but most law firms are very input-based thinking when it comes to that. They think about themselves, about the work that they do, um, as opposed to the client. Because honestly, the client doesn't care about the inputs. At the end of the day, the client cares about what they're getting, what benefits they're going to be receiving from this. And so really that's where you want to focus your marketing on are those benefits. Now, I picked pricing and marketing because they're fairly easy you know, to see how each type of, of thinking impacts them. But input versus output versus benefits thinking applies to really every aspect of your law practice. Um, anytime you have to make a decision about your law practice, you're looking at it from a specific way of thinking, specific lens. Now, you might be asking how you know what benefits your potential client wants, right? We said that benefits thinking is really the ideal way that you approach uh, making your client more client-centric uh, and your marketing, pricing your services. You know, But how do you know what your potential clients want um, because like I mentioned before, sometimes the client doesn't even realize what they're deep down, what they're really looking for, 
or oftentimes they're not they don't necessarily come out and tell you what it is you know they may come to you and just say i need a will but they don't say uh, because i'm concerned that there's going to be a challenge and i don't want uh, there to be any issues with people getting what i want them to get you know they're not necessarily tell you that so the way you do that is through having a value conversation as part of your consultations or your intake process. And in this value conversation, you ask questions. You ask questions to discover things like why the issue is a problem, you know, and what will happen if they don't address this problem. Why the the specific issue is a problem now. You know, why are they coming now versus waiting? Why, why don't they wait? Is it something that they could have had earlier and are just now coming to you for? You know, why now? Why are they looking for a lawyer versus maybe doing it themselves or using LegalZoom? You know, and, and this this may not be as obvious as you think, so make sure you actually listen and pay attention and ask this question. Um, you know, because you can actually find a lot about the the. Uh, potential value that or the um, the benefit that the client sees out of out of having a lawyer by asking this question, and you just keep being asking these why type questions until you tease out the real benefits the client is seeking. You, know, you start getting in some of the emotions that they're feeling, or that they're looking to emotions they're looking to eliminate, and and then you've got your benefits right, and then you can use that for. Um, marketing, pricing, anything else in your law practice. So the takeaway with all that today, the takeaway from today's episode is this, that to attract the clients you want and to make them enjoy working with you, you need to focus your thinking on benefits versus inputs or outputs and deliverables. All right, thank you so much for listening, and I will catch you on the next episode.